0: Hi everyone. Today's podcast is going to tackle the question of whether or not an earlier diagnosis has the ability to improve the quality of life of people on the autism spectrum. This is a question that I've actually heard a lot of input on, but it hasn't necessarily been well scientifically studied until recently. And I'm not even sure now we have a definitive answer. The answer is probably yes, but not, it's not the only thing. Unfortunately, I don't like the way the media has presented the findings on this issue, so I'm gonna go through some studies and describe what those findings are. And I'm gonna wipe away the splashy headlines. So let's go through each. On one side is the belief that an earlier diagnosis can make people aware of their situation, facilitate understanding both within themselves and to the outside community of autism, reducing struggles and reducing the guilt of things that people with autism may have blamed themselves for, any perceived shortcomings that is. An adult diagnosis has been reported to validate the lived experience of an autistic adult. And it's thought that an earlier diagnosis may have informed them on how to advocate to the for themselves even earlier. On the other side, There's a belief that it really makes no difference. Autistic adults struggle no matter what, no matter when they are diagnosed. So the first study led by autistic researchers we'll call the Arendipase study because that's the first author's last name. They circulated a survey to understand the role of the stage in life that someone learned they were autistic on things like well-being, quality of life, and perspectives on being autistic. They surveyed 84 college students who were autistic and asked when they learned they had an autism diagnosis. Now this wasn't necessarily when they were diagnosed, it was just when they learned they were autistic. This was international. Students in eight countries responded. They looked at quality of life, autistic features, well-being, and then they were allowed to share their experiences in an open-ended response category. About 30% said they learned they were autistic in childhood 50% said they were autistic in adolescence the rest found out in adulthood so they did a statistical analysis including variables of gender autism trait scores current age and found that learning one at one was autistic at a younger age and being currently older with lower autism trait scores both males and females had a higher quality of life and a heightened sense of well-being However, these things didn't influence their feelings about having an autism diagnosis. They also found that positive responses to first learning one is autistic, particularly relief, increased from childhood through adolescence and adulthood. Participants who learned they were autistic as a child or an adolescence were actually more likely to not care or be negative about it. The quotes the people who took the survey provided led to clues that learning about a diagnosis, especially in adulthood, when you can process that diagnosis and actually feel relief, was more empowering. In fact, the concept of relief came up over and over again for those who were diagnosed as adolescents and adults. But let's review the main points about quality of life and well-being, because I want to get on to the next study, which actually was a partial replication. So learning one is autistic at a younger age and currently being older with lower autism trait scores in both males and females were associated with a higher quality of life and a heightened sense of well-being. So learning you had an autism diagnosis at a younger age improved quality of life and heightened well-being. So these results were consistent with a study done in 2022 that reported that the poor quality of life scores seen in autistic adults could be attributed to the age at which they were diagnosed. Higher age of diagnosis was associated with increased social anxiety, social avoidance, and lack of social support. And I'm gonna call this study the Atherton study based on, you guessed it, the first author's last name. It showed that age of diagnosis was important and the trajectory of the quality of life was different in autistic adults than typically developing adults. In fact, aging is related to lower autistic traits in typically developing people, and, but aging was related to higher autistic traits for autistic people. So another study that came out of a different group, this time in the UK, followed up on the Aretape finding. It was again also led by autistic researchers. They expanded the variables that can contribute to an improved quality of life and sense of well-being. This time, this study included mental health conditions, demographic information like relationship status, employment status, socioeconomic status, and gender. They also asked not only when the person learned they were autistic, but when they were diagnosed and examined the discrepancy. They increased the sample size to about 300, but this time it was limited to those living in the UK. They also used the same quality of life measure as the eretope study, but then they also added something called the World Health Organization quality of life scale. So they used the autism spectrum quality of life measure and the World Health Organization quality of life measure. So it was not a replication totally because the background of the participants was different, but they used similar measures to measure autism traits, quality of life, and well-being. Now that's pretty cool, and it doesn't happen a lot. Everyone is normally using different measures and different people, and it can lead to a big hot mess of interpretation. I want that to be recognized. In some ways, the study didn't totally replicate, but in other ways, the results were consistent. So it means it was a technical replication study. So thank you for that, researchers. This study was called the young study, again, The first author, the last name was Liang. Now, they attempted to replicate, but as I just mentioned, they couldn't completely. They did, however, find that having fewer autistic traits and being female predicted better quality of life, and they extended it by adding that not having mental health conditions also improved better well-being. They used the World Health Organization quality of life survey, which gets into the nitty-gritty of physical, psychological, social, and environmental quality of life. Again, there was no real difference between those who learned they were autistic early in life versus later in life, but it does seem that, again, having fewer autistic traits, being white, being employed, and not having any other mental health conditions predicted better quality of life. There were different associations, which you can read in the paper, But those variables again fewer autistic traits, not having mental health conditions, and being female were the main ones. Also being in a relationship and having a job jumped out to improve quality of life. Again to be clear this study found no effect of age of diagnosis or age they learn their diagnosis on any of these outcomes. So autistic quality of life and well-being is obviously more complex than when someone learns they're diagnosed. The young study says in their discussion, even though they didn't find a difference, that some individuals may have had a bad experience with disclosure, which, of course, you assume they made if they were identified as autistic early on, and they felt stigmatized, which in fact may have reduced their feeling of well-being or quality of life. The authors of the young paper emphasize that the way a diagnosis is disclosed may have more impact than when the diagnosis was even learned, And don't dismiss the importance of recognizing an identity or being aware of a diagnosis as early as possible as leading to empowerment. So early diagnosis is still important, but there are so many different factors that were added, including mental health conditions, being in a relationship, that in fact, it didn't jump out as statistically significant. Now, there may be some inconsistencies with age of diagnosis and later quality of life, I have to hand it to these authors for being consistent as possible between these papers with regards to the measures and methods. There were some things that were replicated, maybe not the age of diagnosis or age of learning of the diagnosis, but there are other things that were replicated. For example, fewer autistic trait scores using something called the RITVO, Autism, and Asperger Diagnostic Scale. This came out in the published study that I mentioned in 2022. While eretipede didn't actually investigate it, I completely believe that lower burden of mental health problems leads to an improved quality of life and an improved sense of well-being, just in general, across the globe and across diagnoses. So I believe that even if the first study didn't look at that specifically, they probably would have found it. Also, this has been shown over and over. When you look at autistic adults in general, fewer mental health comorbidities is always associated with the higher quality of life. And that's using some of the same measures, yet another replication. And of course, being employed and being in a relationship doesn't hurt hurt either. The other thing was gender. Now gender wasn't replicated, but the second study did find that being female was associated with a better quality of life. And some women would argue against otherwise, but that was the data from the Leung study. So both of these studies use self-report designs. One of the things that it didn't do was look at how early diagnosis improves services and change things like autism symptomatology and also how mental health supports may have influenced quality of life and well-being measurements. So neither of the studies looked at early diagnosis leading to services, then mental health supports. These studies couldn't possibly be expected to do that because that would have required a longitudinal design. That means tracking the same person from childhood to adulthood and looking at trajectories rather than responses made at one point in time. It, neither of them looked at the services or, res, or supports needed or received, and it didn't examine what was happening in the educational setting. These studies are not lacking But that quality of life is probably more complex than just the age at which you learned you were diagnosed. Yes, it probably does provide empowerment to some people, but stigma to others. And it's not the only predictor of adult life outcomes. Also, I want to point out that the adults in these studies were up to the age of 50. Life as a child diagnosed with autism 40 years ago was probably a lot different than it is today. This is a good step at understanding predictors of improved quality of life and well-being. The gender thing is interesting. Females were more resilient than males in the Leung study. That was not really a big surprise to me, but what's going on? And again, this is not what I've been hearing from the female autistic community. So I hope we learn more about this female thing and resilience and quality of life later. But let's not use the Leung study that showed that there was no difference in later outcome based on diagnosis time it's not an excuse to delay a diagnosis. None of these studies, all authored by autistic researchers, even so much as suggested that later diagnosis is better. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.